Welcome to Roundhill Radio, the podcast from Roundhill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Welcome to Roundhill Radio. I'm Leslie. I'm Ed. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. So we are talking about this idea, which I feel feel like is a continuation of last week. Last week was our episode on resilience. We talked mm-hmm. about that. Um, and today we're actually going to talk about the idea of a reset, mm. uh, which I'm very excited about. I will start with a little story that um, my favorite YouTube yoga instructor, Yoga with Adrian. Uh, she did a whole January program called Reset and how sort of resetting your body and alignment, physical alignment, sort of emotional alignment and all those things. Um, But we don't have to have it be just the new year to take the opportunity for a reset. We can do that anytime. We can indeed. Yeah. Thank you, Leslie. Great. Uh, I'd I'd forgotten. I think you mentioned that to me before about uh, how Yoga with Adrian had presented that opportunity. And, and it can happen anytime, right? Uh, we were just talking earlier about resetting the home screen on our phone. So there's a very <laughs> obvious mundane example of it. Yes. Um, I took too much for everyone. I took too much time this morning uh, changing all of the icons on my iPhone to like soothing colors. And now I open it and it's very like designed and it brings me too much joy, frankly, oh. but I'm thrilled about it. it so yes, I have, in a, in a minor way, I have reset my phone. <laughs> good. Well, if it brings you too much joy, stay with it. Okay, good. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Appreciate the affirmation. <laughs> well, I think reset uh, is one of those words that's kind of in the air right now. I'm actually hearing people use that word fairly frequently. And um, I I haven't always had an opportunity to follow up with people. Sometimes I hear it on the news or I'll I'll hear it on a radio program. So can't really interact uh, during those moments. But uh, I was sharing with you, Leslie, a time when I was talking with a friend a few years ago about tennis. And uh, so this individual who's a tennis pro was talking about Novak Djokovic, who's currently ranked number one in the world. He's the number one seed at the U.S. Open, which just gets underway today, as a matter of fact. So um, I was asking him why he thought that Novak Djokovic is the number one tennis player in the world. That's quite an accomplishment. And I was fascinated by his answer. He said he said uh, that Novak Djokovic has the ability to do something that he thinks is rather unusual. And that is that he has the capacity to reset whenever he gets out of position. It looks like he's losing the point. It looks like he's completely out of the point he will find a way to get the ball back in play and then reset. So suddenly the person who thought they were winning now recognizes they're kind of back on a level playing field and they have to start it all over again. And I think that's very discouraging to his opponents. So he uses that reset actually to get back into a kind of a neutral zone. He's not necessarily ready to launch you know, a, a point in an aggressive way, but he's just trying to get, get back into the point. And I think these days, the pandemic has presented so many challenges, right? At every conceivable level, financial, spiritual, emotional, physical, uh, that many times we have had to think our way out of a very difficult situation in order to reset, just get ourselves back to a neutral position uh, so that we can think about, okay, what's the next step to take after that? 
And I'm just really intrigued by this idea. And I know that the, I think that these last maybe four weeks have been especially difficult because more news about the Delta variant, right, has brought people into a sense that it feels like we're sliding backwards. Well, you know, to use the sports analogy, that's a time when we're kind of, we're not in control and we feel like we're kind of uh, losing ground. So how can we use this time to reset? That's, that's the question I've been asking. And I'm sure so many people in really, really dire circumstances are having to ask that question as well. You know, just how do, how do they get back into a state of health or better economic condition and so on? So that's where I'm hearing it these days. Yeah, it makes me think of, you know, to continue the sports analogy, when we think about, I hear, I hear a lot of uh, sports commentators talk about momentum, like mm. the opposing team has momentum right. going into <clears throat> the half or the quarter or whatever, mm-hmm. and that the other, the you know, they'll use a timeout to stop, sorry about football, to stop <laughs> the momentum of right. the other team, right? They get in a groove and then they have to pause. And so there's something in that pause that halts the momentum of that team. Yeah, great analogy, right? And that's a time for the team that was kind of on the downside of the momentum, like, uh-oh, what's happening yeah. now? To feel yeah. like we've got to reset this uh, mm-hmm. because we're, you know, we're heading in the wrong direction. I, I'm just curious, how do you think people are using this time to reset? You know, what, what are some of the things you mentioned a great example yoga that's a time literally realignment right about things that are out of alignment in our body have you come across other examples of where people are are resetting their lives yeah absolutely for me it feels like the most obvious answer is is meditation Mm. i mean not to Mm. be so i mean they're kind of in the same vein that's a good Um, one but i think the idea of of i've heard (laughs) excuse me I've heard the analogy of that your your thoughts are like a radio channel, hmm. um, and that if you can change the channel and change your thoughts, you can change your perspective and your day, and not to put it too over speaking, but change your life if you change the way you are thinking about a situation. And I think when there's so much that we are feel so out of control about, mm-hmm. um, speaking as a control freak, uh, <laughs> for someone who likes to be in control, this time is very difficult. And so I know, I think focusing on the things that I can have a positive control on and positive impact on mm. and putting my energy mm-hmm. into those things, mm-hmm. um, is very, is very helpful. And I think starting with your own personal narrative and your own personal, the way you speak to yourself, the way you uh, look at the world um, is probably to me the, the starting point. Mm. Um, and then that can affect so many different other facets of, of, of your day to start it, you know, and I think we had talked months and months, months and months ago about how in the, in this time that taking it a day at a time is not only okay, it's almost critical mm. mm-hmm. if you're feeling really overwhelmed by everything that, you know, sometimes having a super long-term view can feel really overwhelming. And if you're in that, that place, mm. bringing it down to bite-sized pieces that you can say, okay, what, what in this next hour can I do right. to make this better? What in the next afternoon can I do for myself or for 
my friends or for my community that will positively impact them. Um, and that, that idea of springing it in a little bit when things on a global sense feel like a dumpster fire, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, positively impacting small so that if you, you can scale it up, but I think when looking so broad can feel so, so overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. I love your uh, notion about, you know, what is it that I can do in the next hour or what would I like to celebrate, you know, by tonight based on something that I can change during the day? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in our culture, we tend to think about great leadership as something that will cast a vision that's good for the next three to 10 years. <laughs> right now, looking out three to 10 days would be, uh, you know, kind of a more acceptable time frame. For um, sure. And, you know, Leslie, your comment about control, you know, it, I, Sometimes control can come across, we can use it in our culture in a negative way, you know, like being too controlling. Sometimes people will use that. But sure. on the positive side, I think one of the things we can do to reset is to say, okay, what is there in my life right now over which I can exert a healthy kind of control or responsibility? I'm remembering a time I was um, flying, I guess it was going over to the United Kingdom. And there was a young girl, there was a family sitting next to me. And there was a young girl, I'm guessing she might have been around six or seven. She was having a pretty difficult time with the flight. And at one point, it was pretty clear it was escalating. And her mother, uh, at one point, gathered her in her arms and looked at her and she said, I want you to control your body. Mm. And I thought that was an amazing thing. And that little girl, at that moment, you could sense a shift in her. Because her mother had given her permission to say, I want you to, you can control your body. You can control this. And it was a, just an interesting reset moment. And, it, and for the rest of the flight, she actually did really, really well. Um, so I think that that sense of um, finding a way to, again, connect with the deep breathing, that we always have the capacity to do that, uh, which is, again, is something that athletes can teach us. You know, these professional athletes or Olympic athletes, uh, they are so good at their breathing. They know how to use that to help themselves. Uh, that was another connection, actually, that my friend made with Novak Djokovic. He said he never panics, which I thought was a remarkable phrase. He never panics. And part of the reason he doesn't panic is because he practices a certain kind of breathing while he's playing. So he always has that at his disposal. And so we walk around with that capacity in us all the time. And so the reset can happen in a moment when we center ourselves again, ground ourselves, and then ask ourselves, what's the next action I can take here to help myself, you know, feel better about the future, but only that next action. Beyond that, it's not something we need to worry about right at the moment necessarily. Absolutely. And I think there's also something, you know, taking that moment for a breath made me think of there's a, there's, I think a function on our phones or on our Apple watches or whatever that uh, does like a reminder for a daily breath. Yes. But that actually brought my mind to phone usage. Mm. Um, I am really guilty of this. So I'm talking to myself right now <laughs> um, to, you know, I think. It's so easy to, have you heard the term doom scroll? No. So doom scrolling is basically like you're just on oh. your phone and you oh, are just wow. scrolling and scrolling and you're not finding anything Helpful. that is inspirational. <laughs> it's just all the, 
dumpster fire, right? right. And you're just scrolling. It's like this addictive quality. Mm. Um, and I, I've curated my Instagram feed, so it's not totally do me, but it's still, you still get caught in this kind of like addictive behavior. Yes. And um, I hate this phrase, which is why I'm going to say, because it's kind of <laughs> stuck in my mind, is that I've heard our phones called adult pacifiers. Oh, my goodness. Which is rough. <laughs> but if you're feeling agitated and you reach for your phone to kind of like, distract yourself or yeah. like soothe yourself yeah, and it's like i for me i know that's not healthy i need to like i need to just set it <laughs> set it down <laughs> um so i'm calling myself out here um but you know for anybody who's who's feeling that way maybe there's like just stepping away i think is a reset you know yes. putting your phone down mm -hmm. and getting some fresh air or putting your phone down and whatever you know i mean we talk about we were talking about before we started recording my my, I have neck problems. Tech neck is part of the problem. Mm. The bending mm. over, the hunching over, look at your phone sure. is causing all sorts of problems in our bodies. Um, not that being an organist wasn't already going to be problematic for my neck. <laughs> we hunch back little organists there at our consoles. But, you know, it's just become such a part of our daily life that I feel like we're missing something or... You know, we're so connected to that that I wonder what we're losing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I think part of my big reset happens every day in the evening. So one of the things I do is open a window in the kitchen. I often sit there in the evening, late in the evening. So I'm hearing a lot of sounds coming in from the outside. And that's a great reset because it reminds me that there's a million other creatures living around me. <laughs> Right. And right. they've got just as much of a stake in this planet as I do. Um, so it's really good to hear them. And then and then sometimes I will go out in the evening and I will just take a very simple walk around the house and actually repeat it a few times just to look up in the sky. So I'm getting my neck going up in the other direction. Right. Because if during yeah. the day we're all tending to look down, we're missing what's above us. And uh, I've noticed that um, I'm hearing more and more about people who are buying binoculars and telescopes or spending time going out now in the evenings because they're they're trying to reclaim a sense of wonder. And I think of a vastness. And uh, so that's also a helpful reset because there's a there's a vastness around us that doesn't have to be indifferent to us. Right. It it's part of who we are. It's it can speak back to us but it won't be able to do that if we're not looking for it. So that's, mm -hmm. that's part of the reset is to get away from, move away from that, that world that I'm inhabiting most of the day and look up at this wider expanse. I love that. For those of our listeners who maybe live in a very urban area or have sort of apartments where the noises outside are maybe not so pleasant, mm. do you have any suggestions for them? Mm. I have heard in the last, so one thing I think that you've mentioned about your phone, that can happen anywhere. And I know that some people, even in very congested areas, have decided that they are going to step away from their phones or from technology and get in greater contact with their breathing and with their a sense of mindfulness. And what people have told me over the years is that in meditation, let the sound come in. 
mm. welcome all of the sounds. And sometimes that can be kind of hard. And I've lived in some very difficult circumstances with some, uh, for me, unpleasant noises. But in meditation, you just make that part of the meditation. And, and it, so you, you accept and receive everything. And I think that can be part of it. Sometimes the sense of wonder has to be cultivated uh, from within a pretty confined space. And I'm thinking about your comment. I, oh, and I've thought so much in these last 18 months of people who live in high-rise apartment buildings who might not have any easy way to get in and out constantly, you know, or for whom doing that is a real production. But some people are finding a way, uh, you know, to do that with houseplants. And uh, they are adding some plants to their homes and really taking some time to care for that, nurture it, because that one small living thing uh, can actually give so much back to us. And it can, it, it can also happen as a family. It's something that people can do, you know, with other people sharing the same household, if that's the case. So I, I think about bringing it all in, letting that be, and then also finding a way to create something that's alive or bring that aliveness into a, into our our lives so that it becomes a, a connection, Pull, pulls us out of ourselves for a time. Absolutely. And I think this is going to tie really well because I've been wanting to do a podcast episode on making. Mm. Um, and so I think that's going to tie in really well to that when we decide to do that, because I feel like that act of creativity, that act of, um, you know, working with your hands mm. is, is a wonderful way to reset Yeah. Um, yeah. Of, of taking time to create something out of nothing or express your uh, individual creativity is such a great way to, um, to, to reset, which ties us so well into our, I have to find it. Hold on. I'm finding it. I've gets it right here. <laughs> Our book club choice for September. Great segue. Thank you. Uh, which is Art and Faith by Makoto Fujimura. And we will be um, publishing that episode on September 21st. So please read along with us. It is a very accessible size. And so we hope you will read this alongside with us and submit any questions or comments you have in advance of that to podcast at roundhillcommunitychurch.org. Um, and thank you, Ed, for talking about Reset with me. I feel like I'm going to need to go walk outside now and look up at the sky. Deep breath, open to Deep wonder. Breath. It's all, all helps. I love it. Thank you so much, Ed. Oh, thank you, Leslie. Blessings. Thanks for listening. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Round Hill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillcommunitychurch.org.